Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter. I'm a transformation coach dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and business. I'm just gonna tell you that social media can be so awesome. I know you know that. I know it has its downsides. Yes, all the blah, blah, blah. All right, but I have no clue how I got connected with Tiana Smith as a Facebook friend, but you'll hear the story of how two of her Facebook lives drew me right in. She is a magnetic person, dynamic and scrappy. I mean, if you are a mom and you're trying to figure out how to earn a solid income from home, I want to introduce you to the inspired mommy boss herself, Tiana Smith. She shares how she started her business from home by providing marketing services for others, and she now trains people, just like you, to launch their own businesses. You are going to love this episode. Now, before we jump into the conversation, I want to remind you that I'm now releasing episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm going live in our private Facebook group called the Inspiration Rising Insiders and on Instagram Live. And our username is at Inspo Rising. Now, each week I present a two-part series on a topic that is important to you. In fact, I actually have been reaching out to people on Inspo Text, which is the daily Inspiration Rising text messages that I send out, and ask them, what are the topics that would be important for you to hear from me? So you can join that conversation in our private Facebook group, which can be found at insporising.com slash insiders or on Instagram live using the username insporising. All right, let's jump into this interview with Tiana Smith. Tiana, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me, David. I'm so excited to be here for sure. Yeah, I don't have any idea how we connected on Facebook. I've got all these Facebook friends. Yeah. But one day, I think I saw you live at your piano singing. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on to allow the volume to come through. And I was mesmerized. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not an average person that's singing on Facebook. <laughs> this is a person who knows how to sing. Yes. Well, thank you. I didn't even know. We're like getting to know each other. Yeah. I love music and I love to sing. So I'm glad you thought that. (laughs) Obviously. And so um, that's not a part of necessarily your current career, but it's been a part of something that's shaped your life and is obviously you don't lose that talent or those skills. Mm -hmm. When did you start singing? Was that like as a young girl or take me back? Yeah, I started, I mean, I sang a lot. I never, I wasn't super young thinking I want to be a singer. I started music as a a flautist at 11. And it wasn't until I was 15, we were in Nashville and um, I was asked to sing for this event at school. And I was really scared and I didn't want to do it, but a friend asked me, I'm a very faithful friend. And so I was like, sure, I'll sing. And uh, something hit me, but it wasn't, it wasn't even like the feeling I had, it was the impact it had. And I'm very much into impact and influence since I was very young. And I realized that even though I loved music and flute, and I was planning on for, uh, gonna go to Juilliard and pursue my career in classical music, I saw the difference that having words as a singer uh, was. So I started vocal lessons with the top vocal coach. I'd auditioned at the time at 16 in Nashville and 
went from there. And so I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston and moved out to LA. So I did have, I've had a very, I've had over a 20 year career in the music business, actually. Wow. Were you, um, did you grow up in Nashville or you were living there or just traveled there? Yeah, we were living there for the, at the time. I, my family moved a lot. My dad's a preacher, actually, and we moved a lot growing up. So at that time, it just happened to be I was in Nashville. And I was in Nashville till I graduated high school and part of college. I went to Belmont, which is the music business college there at the end of Music Row. And then I went to Berkeley. So and then I moved out to L.A. So it was interesting that it just aligned at that time. Yeah. I actually grew up an hour north of Nashville in oh. Bowling Green, Kentucky, yeah. uh, until I was 16. Nice. And so I've spent a lot of time in that area. So it's yes. a beautiful part of the country, but now you and I live in the best part of the country. I know. We're going to make everyone mad, but it's the truth. They all know California. California. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't think it. I don't think, you know. If you I was going to get the haters to shoot in my way, I don't mind saying California is the best. Oh, and then they start complaining about the price and the traffic and the cost Yeah, we of... pay for is what I say. What? Look at that. <laughs> oh, good. Everything yes. costs. It's all right. I'll pay it. <laughs> Yeah, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. So as you were a singer, songwriter, um, you were leveraging social media and marketing tools. Yeah. You know, it's not like, unless you're Taylor Swift, right. you know, people are not putting all this money into some big marketing team. You've got to yeah. be the person who's spreading the word about, you yeah. know, your music and your voice. Tell me about that. How did you, did, was it just um, like no big deal? Like, you know, I've, I just jump right into it. Did you have to learn it? You know what I mean? Like, take me back to that time 20 years ago Mm -hmm. as you were, obviously, Facebook was not around 20 years ago, but Mm -hmm. take me there. Yeah. So when I started, yeah, it was old school. I was kind of on that fringe, you know, on my age because uh, online wasn't, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I graduated. I didn't have an iPhone until after my first baby, you know? So um, I was old, old school, so to speak, marketing. Uh, the good part is like my vocal coach that I mentioned, he taught me about press kits and media kits. And that's obviously like now a thing over 20 years later, all these entrepreneurs realize they need, right? But I learned that years ago. And I, so I went to like, you know, Kinko, goes into the copy machines. My mom would take me. So my mom bought me a marketing book and I learned it. And I started within the first year of pursuing my career of doing it. Cause if I do something, I'm just going to do it all the way. I don't mess around. Like if I'm going to, my family's investing money. If I'm investing my time and money, even as a teenager, I was like, well, I'm going to go do it. So that was just my thought was like, I'm just going to do it. And it wasn't that I didn't, I wasn't scared. It's not that I didn't not always believe in myself. I just was like, I'm just going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I started booking my own paid gigs. I submitted, even my voice teacher told me, you're not going to get that gig. I was like, well, whatever, I'm going to submit it anyway. And I got the paid gig the first time and with my press kit. And so, you know, I I played this huge festival near the Parthenon in Nashville, Tennessee for my first gig. (laughs) Wow. All because you took the initiative to, you created something that that resonated with you and your brand. And Mm -hmm. then you submitted it to them. They didn't ask for it. Yeah, you went to them. I love and it. That's and that's what so, I've done all along. And so as 
um, these tools started to emerge, whether it was yeah. a website or social media, yeah. obviously email marketing, all of that. How did you learn those things? Where it's just every time you saw something, you jumped on it, or did you self-taught? Did you go to school for it? Help me understand. Yeah, it's funny. I actually do want to kind of write a book one day about marketing. It's going to title like everything I learned about marketing I learned in the music business. Because even when you think about the the cover of a CD or a record album, whatever it is at the time, um, or nowadays if it's on digital, there's still albums. There's still credit. Credits, right? So what do you see on an album? You see a picture of the person or the brand if it's Coldplay or Radiohead, they may use a logo. Same with companies, right? You can use a logo, you can use your face, but you gotta brand yourself. Then there's the font, right? And I'm a designer now too, so I ended up studying design and I do WordPress and design and I market. But I use those skills because I was having to always hire someone to help me. And I was like, that's enough, I wanna learn it. Because it was constant, it was for a flyer, it was for a press kit, it was for everything, right? I was like, I need to learn certain skills. And those were skills I wanted to learn. So the branding came from that. And then the things you were always taught was email, even back then. And before I had like a CRM or a CMR, whatever you want to call it, I have like Infusionsoft now or Keep is what they changed it to. But like I would, I would Google it. I had a Yahoo account. So I would do the bulk BCC, you know, blind copy. But, and then I used like <laughs> Reverb Nation or Press Kits. It's always been email. It's always been have the email list at your, at your table. And I will tell you this, this is really interesting. This is so relevant to marketing any entrepreneur. I always tell people, and even my clients, that go in, in my marketing career, my clients, when they go to an event, I say, have your table look the best ever. And this is stuff I learned from the music business. I would have my cart. I would bring it. I would have a table. I would have chocolates. And I would have something for free to yep. give them to sign up on the mailing list. And then I have yep. my paid things. It's exactly what being an entrepreneur is. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. great? You gotta, you gotta be beautiful and and yes. uh, attractive. <laughs> not in terms of like a person. You know what I mean? Obviously. All of it. You, you, you want to pull people into whatever yes. you're doing. And that's true. Whether, um, you know, we have a lot of moms who are listening that are involved mm-hmm. in PTA or uh, soccer, or if yeah. you want to get anything done, anything. volunteers, raise money, you've yeah. got to put the brand out there and yeah. communicate clearly about what you want and, and ultimately show the benefit to people. You are even bringing benefit with chocolate. I know it's crazy, but people do it. They come people over. People love it. chocolate. When I moved to this area and I was um, changing my career from music to more marketing, just cause I could do it from home with my laptop with my kids. Um, I would go to the local events and I would bring, I would buy like the dollar plastic Starbucks cups and I would put chocolates in it and my business card. And when I'd meet them, I'd actually write their name on it with permanent marker. I'm telling you creative marketing and even in person, even now when clients buy from me and I teach my clients, if somebody's your VIP client, send them a goodie box because with so much digital, people really highly value something they can touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what motivated you? I know then you, you actually created a record. Was it a label or what were you, or promoting people? Help me. What was your next yeah. step in your career? So I, after graduating from Berkeley College of Music and I went out to California and even before that though, I mean, the first step is always, there's like two processes, right? So I always had albums. I have over four albums. You can search them on iTunes or Spotify. It's under Tiana star. But the thing is, um, to, in order to promote yourself, which is why I ended up in the marketing career on accident, kind of, because I was going to promote my music career instead of just like, um, 
I ended up just turning to marketing for my own business and helping teach people. But what I, I had a label called Coffee Shop Girl Records. I did work at Sony for a while to get behind the scenes. That was my choice uh, to try and learn like how the big guys do it, right? And so I ran my label and I promoted and marketed and toured myself. I always would do paid. Like, you know, a lot of people in LA do pay to play. I refused. And I would get paid gigs. So I would get paid to be in the music business. So, I mean, I was paid in the music business till I was 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how did you shift from music into beginning to serve uh, marketing clients? Tell me, tell me that story. Did you, did you have somebody that wanted some help and you did it for free? Did you get your first client? You know what I mean? Take me back to that first moment. Yeah. Um, I like your voice, by the way. It's really good for podcasts. Um, do you sing? I don't. Oh, that would be bad. You don't know. Most people actually can sing. You know, I was a vocal coach. I've learned there was only like one or two people that were even had any pitch issues. I mean, every people a little bit, but two were really radical. And even with them, there was progress. So anyway, most people just had somebody say something mean and they, they're actually pretty good. So anyway, side note. Um, what happened? And side note, Dave, you can yeah. sign up for my vocal package for $99 if you'd like to. I do not sell $99. I know. <laughs> 99. It would be nine ninety seven minimum. Okay. <laughs> like, I love I'm it. Like it's small. You like small. Like nine, that's part of nine, this part of, part of what I teach. There, I do have lower level, but it's like my planner, right? Ninety nine dollars so per minute. Exactly. I will teach you, Dave. Yeah, for a second. So, oh, I can tell you, high tickets only. Um, but anyway, okay, so what happened was I, I was getting my master's. I decided to get my master's degree because I was struggling in my life and I was in like not a great place. And um, my, I, I was married before and I had a lot of pressures coming in. So I had this one child already and like life was a little bit, we were about to move up here to the central coast. And I was like, well, maybe I'll listen to these pressures and I should get something steady or prepare. Like, you know, I've been pursuing my music career for a long time. So I got my master's degree mainly just also, I was like, well, I'll at least learn something about marketing that can help my degree. And then if I ever need to teach at a college, like, so it really, it was a little bit of a low place, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I got pregnant halfway through. I was in this one-year master's program. So it was like no breaks, nothing. I think I had one week off at Christmas. And I was pregnant at that time when we moved that week of Christmas, actually, too. Oh so it was a lot of changes in my life. And when I finished my thesis a week early, which was social media marketing for musicians, I interviewed Ken Kaye. I've actually, which interesting now, years later, is I worked with Ken Kaye. He's Kobe Kaye's dad. He produced the Fleetwood Mac album, um, the big, it's one of the highest selling albums of all time uh, rumors okay and i've worked actually i actually have a publishing deal down at that same studio he's at so interesting full circle story actually so i do actually still have projects in the music but my main income is still my marketing but i so i was finishing my master's degree and i i graduated in a couple months after so i got a newborn i had a three-year-old son too and i really wanted to get back in shape but i was in this new town i didn't know anybody and there was a pilates studio really nice one with reformer machines and so i went to her and i know she didn't have a facebook she had a terrible website and i learned how to do websites and social media and all of that with my program so i i went to her and i said hey would you be interested in paying me some cash and then um some barter uh to and then i could work out here i'd get a little cash and i'll redo your website i'll redo your social media marketing nice 
Yeah. And she said, yeah. And I helped book her out. She actually sold that business for a lot of money. And she referred a ton of people and it just took off because I, and then I got calls from people down in LA because I was really good with SEO on my no paid traffic this point. I'd never mm-hmm. paid any traffic. And I got calls from Warner Brothers Music, um, some famous country music stars, and they would all refer me for social media marketing. So that's how it started. That is great. Wow. Yeah. And you're going through a lot of transition in your life. You've got young kids at the mm-hmm. time. Your yeah. kids are still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Were they seven and 10, something like seven that? Seven and 11, yeah. Seven and 11. Mm-hmm. And how has social media marketing allowed you to develop freedom as a single mom? I know we've got a lot of moms who listen yeah. that are, you know, e- you know, they're either needing to generate some income or they have, um, they're not satisfied with their job. Mm-hmm. How might social media marketing or marketing in general help mm-hmm. them create some freedom in their life? Yeah. Like social media marketing, I was just training on this this morning in my free like five day accelerator program that I teach. Um, and I was sharing the story. It's interesting because I haven't shared this story in a long time. It's my second time today. So it's meant to be. Um, with not only did I, I have amazing results doing it for other people and really honed in on that from the stories I've been telling you, but when I switched gears to not doing that anymore, like I don't do the marketing for people. I train people because I actually don't believe in outsourcing your voice. Um, is it can help you if you just take it serious and you, and you like show up in the marketplace with like, there's a few parts to it. So I could say, Oh, just do social media marketing, but it, it, you have to have a few things in place. You do need to have your brand in place. And even if in the beginning you don't have logos or colors, at least have professional pictures done or good selfies, whatever. So if you hold yourself though to a certain standard, And you said, look, I'm going to take this serious because I either go work at this arts job. That was the last job I'd ever taken was Mm -hmm. during my master's degree. I had a three month job and I was working like 12 hour days away from my son, got pregnant with my second kid, felt like a slave, was sworn at in front of other people. And I was like, I will never work for someone again because I will never put myself in this position where like somebody is telling me how much I deserve to make, yelling at me that I have to go to that job the next day. I don't think so. So I walked out and I was like, if I have to hustle whatever amount of hours in order to work for myself, and now all these years later, David, like in talking to any mom listening to this, it is up to you to do that and to make your decision. Do not give it like, I don't have a supportive spouse, neither did I. I don't have this. Neither did I. Um, like, I think I'm put here honestly as an advocate for women and moms, especially in first world countries with Wi-Fi, that you can do anything. And actually, I think it's a, um, it's my right, not just my right, especially once you get on your feet, when you get out of like the scramble and you get into abundance to do this thing. Because like, there's just no excuse, David. That's what social media marketing has done for me. You can reach the whole world for free by being consistent and showing up and doing a little bit of, it's not even a little bit of work. Like, just give me a second. Like, it's not just a little bit of work. Like, you do have to have a strategy. If you want to wing it, but the good part is, is, you know, I'll share some free resources at the end. But I'm telling you, social media marketing changed my life. It is the wisest, most amazing, life-changing thing that I did. You know, I was an entrepreneur since I was 16. And when I figured out social media marketing, like all those, let's say 16 years in, then my income started increasing. And in like the last five years, I've five times, six times my income. 
If you're feeling stuck and wondering who you really are and what your purpose is in this world, I want to encourage you to pick up my new book, Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. Listen to one of the five-star Amazon reviews, this one from Cameron. She writes, I was a fan of David Trotter's podcast, Inspiration Rising, so I was excited to see that he wrote a book that builds upon the message in his podcast. What I love about both Empowered to Rise and Inspiration Rising is that David is so open, honest, and nurturing. Yes, a man who is nurturing. He's not afraid to share his struggles and how he overcame his own feelings of not being enough. It's refreshing that he doesn't just talk the talk, he has walked the walk. After reading Empowered to Rise, you'll certainly feel inspired to embrace your true identity, have the courage to love yourself, and live the life you really want. Ah, I love that. I'm so honored to read those words and see that as an Amazon review, Cameron. Thank you so much. You can get the book on Amazon via the special link, insporising.com slash book. That's insporising.com slash book. You have something. Everybody has something that they are wanting to be, uh, to sell, right? It may not be a, a financial transaction, but if somebody is on and they're into volunteering for their school, Right. If they're in for trying to get into their kid's sports thing mm-hmm. or um, like our, our kid goes to an arts high school and there are parents, uh, moms that are super passionate about getting the kids to do all these extra things. And that's marketing, right? Uh, every, every Marketing is just like connecting with people. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. communicating and seeking to influence somebody else with yeah. whatever my idea or whatever my event or whatever yeah. thing that I'm trying to do. So all of these principles are super important. But... You also can use these tools, whether it's social media marketing, website, so forth, to generate income in whatever thing it is that you want to sell, either a product or service or whatever it might be. Yeah. So um, you've gained a lot of freedom from that. Beautiful. Um, Tell me, how do you help people learn how to do social media marketing? Like, what? how do you do that? It's, um, so if I was going to map it out, I teach like today was actually that day too. And it's so funny. It ended up being on this day, you know, our whole, the way we've moved our schedule. So it's like I've had some practice talking about that today. Um, first of all, I do teach the first thing anybody sees is what it looks like. So let's say if you're just speaking of a Facebook profile or a Facebook business page and there's a profile image and there's a header, right? So wherever it is, you got to make sure it's like clear cut and a profile, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook should always be up close shoulders up and close things the tiny little images it should always be a smiling face so I always start with design and the branding piece because that's the first thing anybody sees we're visual creatures we all know this and here's how I look at it like even this like you have an amazing background I've done my background it's nice to see a guy level up by the way man it's wonderful and um you know, the thing is like, it matters, right? And it's just, I teach this to my students. I say like, do you, if you went into a Tiffany store, you'd expect a certain service and a certain um, aesthetic. Do you, and if you go into a thrift store, it's a different, you know, experience. And what do you want to say with your social media profile? Mm -hmm. And it's being intentional with that. And so it does take some, some teach, like some skills sometimes. Like I, I like canva.com is a great free resource. I build templates. You can look at my profiles. David will give it to you here at the end. It's like, you know, Tiana Smith inspired mommy boss. But the thing is like, 
when you go look at people, if you just take yourself out logically, like subjectively, excuse me, of like what you're looking at, and you have to assume that nobody knows you and they don't know what you're doing. They don't know right. your name and they don't know what you're selling. So assume that's the position they're coming at. And then what are you trying to translate to them in that second? You get two seconds mm-hmm. for somebody to decide if they want to click like or not two seconds so that you can't even really go into the messaging that's not even like the words it's really just the aesthetic what it looks like yeah that's right and then i talk about okay if you've got that that second then what do you say on the header so like mine's like i helped i help women entrepreneurs attract high ticket clients and so like whether they're a mom or whether they're not that's what i do and david if like your header said whatever that thing is it's like that it's that elevator thing if you were in one floor from somebody what one thing are you Saying. And that's the same that would go on your Instagram link. That's the same thing that would go on your LinkedIn profile. One thing. And then you go into the daily social media marketing posts. So mm-hmm. it's like this three-step visual header messaging. What are you posting about? And here's the one thing I want to say. This is like really high value. Everyone should like write it down if they're listening. My social media profile is a resource center for my ideal clients. So they should come there. And this is how you can compete with celebrities. This is how. Because if you, instead of just thinking like, oh, I'm sharing behind the scenes because I'm so famous. Well, if you're not so famous. Well, what about if you give such amazing value for free to your dream clients that when people get results for free, who will they call first? Mm -hmm. You, when they're ready to hire someone. Mm -hmm. That's how I teach it. I love it. I love it. So, um, on New Year's Day, <laughs> 2020, I, I, I pop on to Facebook and I see you at the beach because um, you live in like central California area uh, near the coast. Mm-hmm. And I see you talking into the camera and I'm like, what is this gal doing? Yeah. You wanted to take a polar plunge on New Year's Day. Yeah. Tell me why, tell me me why you were doing that. Well, um, the last couple years I've kind of played with the idea of like colder water and I've talked to certain people who like, um, in other countries even, or I follow them. I've done some extreme workout things with different people. And, you know, there's these methods of cold water. Quite frankly, I hate cold water. I hate it so much. I literally the day before that, or the, yeah, it was New Year's Eve. I want my kids to a pool, an inside pool in Cambria. This hotel left used their pool. They're so nice. I'm not giving names because it's a secret. Um, and I didn't even get in the water with them because that cool, that pool water. I was like, no, but I'll leave right. So I'm just letting you know the seriousness of I hate cold water yeah yeah one thing I realized though like I've seen people doing these polar bear plunges in like Cayucas and then all around the globe on New Year's Day and I had a really rough like Christmas break for several reasons and um I was alone and the kids were with their dad and it's over the holiday and I was like I'd already decided I was like I want to go do the polar bear plunge and I was thinking about going and doing the Cayucas just for the like the vulnerability, like the, not the vulnerability, the accountability. And, um, but I really, I got up that day and I just like was feeling like staying in my town, which is, uh, in Cambria, California. And I, I love my town. I live right down the street from the ocean. And I was like, you know, 
I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go live on Facebook for accountability because I didn't know if I was going to do it because honestly, I hate cold water and, and the ocean up here is cold and it's cool. scary and it was a beautiful day. I didn't know what kind of day it was going to be, but I was like, you know what? And even if I delete it because I didn't even know what it was going to turn out like, I was like, I'll just go live and if it's terrible or what, so I'll just delete the video. So that was my thought. I was like, I like to do things that I hate because then, like, I thought, like, going into the new year, like, cold water, ocean, it sounds epic and beautiful. And I also wore a bathing suit. I grew up in a place where you never wear bathing suits. We were not allowed. Like, it was knees to the neck my whole life. It's, like, against the law. And um, I also wanted to face that challenge in public, to do both, and to face the cold, to face my fear, to say, this is my year, and I don't care if I fear something. I'm doing it, and I'm not just doing it alone. I'm going to do it publicly. <laughs> so you say some of these things and then I see you running toward the ocean <laughs> and you must have put, I mean, I know when you look at a phone, it makes everything look far away, yeah. but it looked like a mile from yeah, the water. Really you put yeah. it so far. You could have yeah. like put it a little closer. My goodness. I don't know if you were afraid of it getting water on it. Yeah, or something. I've, I've been had stuff swept away by that. Those waves are huge. And you probably saw them. Like I've had them come up before and sweep all my stuff away. Yeah. So then, and I will tell you, I was thinking, I go, does she have a swimsuit on? Because most women are not excited about running away from a camera with their butt right in, yeah. like, right in the camera. Totally. I'm thinking, I bet she's going to have like leggings yeah. on or something like yeah. that. I'm like, oh my no. goodness. She <laughs> has got a swimsuit on yeah. and she is showing her rear end as she runs <laughs> down to the water. It's and it true. was, you're running forever. I'm sitting there watching yeah. you going, she's running. <laughs> She's running, she's running. And I'm thinking <laughs> she's going to be out of breath because I would be dying. I mean, you were, yeah. you get in the water and yeah. you're a speck of an ant all the way. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. she didn't get under the water. She, I, got, <laughs> she, she got up to her chest and that yeah. was it. I go, yeah. this, this is what? This is it no polar, count. this is not a polar plunge. <laughs> you came on it, you ran all the way back. You're so out of breath. You're like, <laughs> oh, Plus the cold it. water. Because even though it wasn't my head, I still was like like <gasps> the cold water feeling, you know, adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially even if you had shaved your legs or something in that yeah. cold water, it's like yeah. burning or something. Yeah, totally. So I typed you on did. the live. I'm like, it doesn't count because you didn't put your head under. Go back or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you did it. I was yeah. so proud of you. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to. And you run, you ran again. I ran. It's you crazy. on the way back, though, after you were wet, <laughs> you, you couldn't make it back to the phone. I couldn't. I was so, it was, it was the shock on my head, too, you know. And there were all these people, there were more people even and they're like clapping and cheering and I'm, I'm like just not even focused on that again again I'm not I've never been in the ocean in public in a bathing suit I'm 30 no way I, no way that's your first yeah. time ever no way ever ever in my life so when I said it wasn't I'm like no for real I like had it I'd gone one time to a pool by myself like a year ago in a bikini but I'd never like in public public never the ocean I'd never done that because so that of was your like faith, a first because of yeah. your faith background yeah yeah uh I, I so once you did it did you feel like jesus was angry with you <laughs> no and i looked it up and i saw my 
my booty on the thing. Like, you know, it had ridden up. I'm just sharing like, honestly. And I thought about taking it down, but what's amazing is some of my really good Christian friends, actually, one of them had messaged me and she was like, that was the sexiest thing I've ever seen you do. <laughs> because she was saying like, you just like owned your power. And like, you just, it, it wasn't about the bathing suit. It wasn't about any of that. It was just like, I just wanted to be myself. And yeah. I just wanted to face my fears in all the ways to be that vulnerable and, and just to do it. And I wasn't even thinking about what I looked like at all. I was just like running and sprinting into the ocean, you know, <laughs> it was cold. And you get back to the camera the second time, your hair's wet. It's like flying yeah, it's everywhere. Stand, you're out I of stand breath. everywhere. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I did it. <gasps> I, I showed my family that. They were like, I cannot believe you made her do that. That is so, I go, I didn't make her do anything. Did anything. I just, and yeah. you know, it's great that you were like the leader of the squad. Like you say it and then all these people are like, that's true. You sure to got your hair. Well, I'm like, really guys? And then I'm like one friend over there. Like, don't do it, boo. She's like, my boo. She's like, you don't need to get back in. Don't listen to them. I'm like, I'm doing it. Did you see my face? I don't know if you, because I, I watched it a couple times. And with you, the moment I see your comment come in where like your hair didn't get wet, I'm like, it's true. The hair didn't get wet. And I like knew I was going to go back in. And it only took me a few seconds because I know if I didn't just go do it, that so, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. So yeah, good. So good. So, um, <laughs> the thing that the thing that comes to um, my mind as I watched you do that, and you said that you had had a hard week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think resonates with me in what you do is that um, there is a sense of struggle that comes through. Mm-hmm that life is not just easy for you, mm-hmm. right? That, that you have been through some really challenging things mm-hmm. and that it's still not easy. Mm-hmm. That it's still challenging. And yet you are simultaneously teaching people a skill and infusing belief in them because you're believing in them. Mm-hmm. And in the process of you believing in them, I have a sense that it is reminding you of your own value and belief in yourself. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's a circle. And that's what comes through to me in what you present to the world. Um, would you say that that resonates with you? Does that, is that, I don't know, is that crazy? No, I'm, it's exactly what I do. And I appreciate you saying that. I, faith is a part of what I do. Um, and belief. And a lot of people, I don't, I don't ever market myself as a faith entrepreneur because I just don't. And I'm not what I am is a person of faith in God. And I am an entrepreneur and I believe I have a gifting for business monetization and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so what I teach people to do is to believe they have, it's not just marketing. It's, you have to believe in yourself enough to do things regardless of the fear, regardless of the challenges and to keep pressing forward every single day because every day matters. 
years. And absolutely, when I talk to people and I'm encouraging them, I'm reminding myself out loud while I'm saying it of the truth of my life so that I get outside of my head and my fears and my struggles. And when I'm telling them that, I'm like, if I'm going to teach this, because I'm a woman of integrity and authenticity, honesty and transparency, that I'm going to, again, apply those things. So when I tell them in, in rules with people I work with, I say no complaining, no explaining, no justifying. And so when even in my own head, or even when I'm a, at home alone or in front of my kids, I hold myself to that standard. And if I break those rules that I'm teaching other people, I, I repent and I, I work on it. Because those rules help keep me afloat, mm-hmm. you know, so that I don't get stuck in that. So absolutely, there's a struggle of life. There's a real struggle of, I don't like to say that. I'm not a person that like thinks you have to struggle in life. But even when I'm like focused on the positive and have so many amazing wins, there is this other portion over here. And I wish it wasn't true, but it just seems to be the case Mm -hmm. that something's going on that's going to help you like get through it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a great book that changed my perspective a lot on it called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And I love the audible version. I liked hearing him. And my Mm -hmm. fitness coach at the time, Erin, who just actually just got to Australia today, and she's won like 16 CrossFit competitions globally. That's my like fitness coach and mindset coach. And she's one of my best friends. And I've done marketing for her now. You know, it's amazing how this works. Mm -hmm. And she taught me that because I saw her, she's gorgeous and so fit. And she's so like, I would say like a bad word, right? Like that, that she is, she's crazy. But when you hear the things she's gone through, I wouldn't even know it. And you know what I think is beautiful, David, is like, we go through things, but we shouldn't, our lives, I think if we're doing it right, it, no one would know that. Hmm. You know, like that, like, even if you say it, they'd not know it unless you told them because you washed your face. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You ran in the water. You Mm -hmm. laughed through it. You're like, you know what? Bring it on. I'm going to win anyway, or I'm going to die trying. But when I go down, I'm going down laughing. Mm -hmm. And that's like my commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let's say that someone's listening today Mm -hmm. and they are struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, whether it's having challenges in a marriage or they, they need to generate income or yeah. they're having all, you know, of the all the above. Yeah. What would you, what would you say to her today? Yeah. I mean, I have to say, look to God because I just, I can't say anything other than that, David. And number two though, is something that changed my life were the three things I just said. I wrote an article about this on my website that they can find it. And you're giving the link at the end. And it's, it, I don't always write those really personal things. Usually it's like a how to, but this is one that I wrote and it's the, it explains my mindset on no complaining, no explaining, no justifying and no excuses is a part of that, right? It's this three no's that changed my life. And let me tell you why. If you're in a marriage that's struggling and if you're the only one doing the work, um, there's a difference between abusive marriages and there's a difference between like having hard time and hard patch. And so that's up to the person. I'm, I, I'm not a marriage mm-hmm. counselor. But what I can say is leaving a destructive relationship that I found freedom before and my freedom came back. My love of self, because I had this affirmation was every day I please God and myself. That's like all I can control. So if you're looking to others for your approval of yourself or like what you should be doing in life, Mm -hmm. 
then you're always going to lose and you're always going to be upset. But when you take the mindset that like, no matter what's happened to you, no matter where you're at today, no matter what your body looks like or what's going on with your kids, if you can just be like, I take responsibility right this second for all of it. And that radical responsibility allows you to have the freedom to stop expecting things from anybody else and start expecting and acting for yourself. That if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And the key is me. So if you want your life to change, it's you. Get out there and run if you want to get in shape. Track your food on my fitness pal. That's free. Get your body, your life, your mind in order. And you cannot complain. You cannot explain. You do that. You will always be in victim mode. That's what I would say. Take responsibility for all of it and tar- start to take the steps. But you, if you blame things and blame shift your mother, your father, your past, your spouse, your children, you will always, always, always be stuck. Mm. But if you say... I lay it all away. I'm taking responsibility for my body, my mind, my decisions, my reactions, because this is all I can control. And then you can start to fly. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Radical responsibility. All right. So if there are people who want to work with you, Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, they can go to inspiredmommyboss.com and all the links to your uh, social media will be there, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, And all your... All your social media is inspired, mommy boss. Some mm-hmm. have a few underscores based on availability. Yes, thinking <laughs> availability, no. and there are a number of free resources yeah. um, uh, on your website. So um, whether it's for finding marketing resources mm-hmm. or finding clients, business plan, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, people can go to inspiredmommyboss.com. Yeah. Tiana, you're rocking it. You're doing it. You're teaching entrepreneurs coaches and network marketers the profitable daily action steps to building your brand online attracting your dream clients with ease and creating automated funnels yeah i am it's amazing thank you david and, and yeah. like, honestly thank you so much for having me and, and and you're so kind and you're so awesome and so fun to have reached out to me from the, the facebook the facebook land it's like a country it's got like 3.6 billion people it's like several mm-hmm. countries right the facebook land and to anyone listening, like, don't make excuses, like, and follow David more. He's amazing. And say hi. Like, don't be, say hi. Don't be shy. I'm glad you weren't shy. It's, it's a blessing. If you found this conversation with Tiana to be inspiring or helpful in any way, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot, text it to them, tell them to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app. And be sure to check out my new book, Empowered to Rise, available on Amazon via the link insporising.com slash book. All right, love you guys. Have a wonderful week.